Olivia Alexander. You are the Kush Queen. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you. I want to start off, we'll get into your whole background, the history, the products, all that. But um, first, we're going to start with jealousy. On your website, I went on the website and I looked at uh, Store Locator. And, you know, I look at all the places in the US you are selling. And that is makes many people on the Canadian side of things very jealous. <laughs> it breaks my heart, honestly. You know, my favorite thing about doing this is is the products and then the people that use the products. And um, I dream of the day where we globally share all of the Kush Queen products because um, they really are incredible and they really are what made us. Yeah. And so I want to get to those products, but I want to get to you first, if that's okay. Talk yeah. about your your you know, very, I read the history, but I'd love to hear you tell it. Talk about your history and the sort of cannabis realm, where it started, where it is, and then we'll talk about where it's going. Well, I'm uniquely probably the only CEO in the entire world who was a bud tender. And at 18 years old, I got a job at a medical dispensary long before legalization in California. It was what we call Prop 215 days, very early medical. And that's where it all began for me. My love, my passion, everything I know about the plant. And every single day, a person walked through the door that was everything that I thought a stoner wasn't. And there were more people using the product medicinally than there were people using it recreationally. And I knew from that moment, I was gonna be in cannabis and I was gonna help change the world with it. Um, it took me many years. I founded a company called Crystal Colt in 2013 by very happy accident. I was an actor and had been doing that since I was a child um, and a movie I did bankrupted themselves and didn't have any money to pay me. So I started Crystal Colt with $700 that my dad loaned me. I made 6,000 the first month through Instagram through selling these Swarovski crystal vape pens. I called the one for cannabis Kush Queen and I opened up a can of worms that I could never put back in. I was showing cannabis with Louboutins and cannabis just so freely in a way that, you know, was just a true part of my life. Um, I basically killed Crystal Colt with the cannabis. People were like, stop, 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 stop. You have Disney stars. Um, but, but my heart, you know, it was just like in it. And um, I met my now fiance and business partner on Tinder of all places. And he was growing a lot of weed underground. We then founded a creative agency together, which got me behind the scenes um, at real cannabis companies, again, years before legalization in California. And then I started all these Instagram pages about weed just because that's what I was doing and had millions of followers, um, was doing very well, making, you know, mid six figures um, with just the agency. And then I got deleted by Instagram and it was my come to Jesus or come to really girl, start your own brand moment. And I had Kush Queen and I would be out at the festivals and I was selling it, but not in like a major way. And that's when I rebranded everything. I reformulated the products and it was like another can of worms explosion. Woke up years later having, you know, 20 employees, a 7,000 square foot facility where I make hemp products. I manufacture in a 20,000 square foot facility down the street with our compliant products. We've collaborated with incredible companies like Olivia making their CBD products. And now I am venturing into the world of cosmetics that get you high. 
Um, so yeah, it's really just been a wild, wild ride. Well, that, that is a wild ride. Um, and, and I don't, I mean, you, you know better, but like how unique is that realm? Because it, it seems like it's a unique path to, to the sector, but also to the scale in which you've achieved. Like you, you, you were joking before we came on sort of about your positioning as CEO, but, but did you expect back when you were a bud tender that this was where you were going or, or what did you expect to be happening? I mean, I really thought that I was going to make content and be making film and TV and things around cannabis and, and all of the great stories. I mean, I hope I still get to do that one day because, you know, this, this industry now, but it, it is really just a culture, a way of life for people all over California. And I wanted to tell that story. So I thought that I was going to like make, I, I wanted to make Kush Queen a movie about um, women. It was like going to be sisterhood of the traveling pants, but about girls selling weed at a music festival that was like where my mind was at 18 um and then when I really started touching the plant outside of just selling it to friends and always I was always the girl with weed like everywhere I went it was how I connected with people you know I was diagnosed bipolar at about 18 19 I mean honestly I was bipolar my whole life but cannabis was the thing that got me off of pharmaceuticals, it really stabilized my life. And so I have a real connection to the plan as well. And I also think that's why our products are so consistent and effective is because we never test on animals, but we most certainly test on humans. And by humans, I mean me. And I think that, you know, like you said, it's, it's really the road less taken. Um, most people in this space come from other industries, they have success in other industries, but I see myself as sort of like one of the cannabis industry's first little stars that the plant gave me my place. And I also think that, you know, it's one of those things where there was no seat at the table for me. You know, I only knew of a few women who were really making products, um, like Dr. Dina had her dispensary and then, and Corey Thomas from Honey Pot Bear was like one of the OGs winning all the cannabis cups. And I remember I was in the audience and she was up on stage winning an award for one of her topicals. And I thought, oh my God, like that's, that's what I want. That could be me. Um, and so that's also, you know, part of it was just that I just drug my own chair up. And I said, hey, I have this really amazing perspective and I, I love this plan and I love making finished good products. Um, and then here we are. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's sort of um, following your gut and riding a wave of, of sort of normalcy and, and, and sort of market expansion. And I guess that, that lends itself to the next question. Like, how do you, from, the, from those roots with that passion and really great products that people are loving and the following you have online and elsewhere, like, how do you sort of think about that today, but really plan for what will be, you know, uh, exponential growth in the future. Like it's been exponential to date, but how do you plan for sort of the next wave of more and more states coming online, more and more countries coming online, making it a, a national and then international brand? Well, I mean, I'm always chasing it. You know, I, I don't ever deny that, you know, some of this stuff, you know, I, I tell people like I'm really making it up as I go most of the time, but for us personally um, and, you know, professionally at Kush Queen, it's really all about um, innovation. As a smaller company, we hold, I believe the great duty of innovation and large companies don't innovate. When we came out with our nanotechnology that made our topical psychoactive, that allowed it to truly 
truly go through the skin and into the bloodstream, we were one of the first companies doing it in California and definitely the smallest. And it's, it's on purpose. It's by design. We follow our gut, our passion for cannabis with minor cannabinoids right now. We're really hot on them. We're today actually launching Delta 8 bath bombs, which I think is going to be wildly controversial. And um, that is the place I will always inhabit as a person here for passion and not profit. It is my job and duty to honor the plant. And of course, the other side to all of this, which is the war on drugs, which is um, you know, another thing that I was passionate about long before I got into cannabis, I actually knew someone whose brother was murdered buying cannabis when I was in third grade. And, you know, there's a whole nother side to this. And I think I, we are driven by the perfect combination of commitment to the products, commitment to innovation and commitment to the people and remembering that this plant is changing the world. It changes you as you use it. And, that's what drives us. And we just kind of drown everything else out, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's really a, a very compelling story. And, and, and I, like, I want to go from the sort of big picture story to how your consumers, right? So like, what, how do you think about your consumers? How do you not segment them, but like, how do they find out about your product? Where do they get it? How do they use it? And what is their, um, like, what is their experience with it? So we really truly began in the dispensaries in California pre-compliant market and I was able to really sneak onto the shelves of a thousand dispensaries before REC ever hit. When REC hit, naturally that whole market became very, very volatile. And there were periods where our products were caught up in the labs for three weeks. And I am a very skilled um, marketer and very skilled in e-commerce. So I was trying to sell hemp CBD back in like 2014 where people were threatening me and they're like, you're sure. gonna get on a blacklist. You'll never be able to sell online again. Stop what you're doing. So I really fought for that. And I kept fighting. I went through like 18 different merchant processors in a few years. I was like holding up our e-commerce with like a string and, you know, a proxy server in the Virgin Islands at one point. And I really just believed in hemp CBD as an extension of getting people to try cannabis, getting people to really start to go there. And with the bath bomb, we have something so approachable, non, it's never going to get you high, even with THC. And I think that's another thing that really positioned us right. And really, truly, it all just grew organically. I know it's shocking to hear a cannabis company just reinvesting their money back into things and growing little by little, but it really didn't happen overnight. And now that we're, we have this global market coming, now that we have legalization sort of, I think, around the corner here in the States, um, things have changed for us naturally. We're not um, we're not as young and naive as we were in the early days. And the compliant market in California has taught us so much. The grind. Um, but the one thing we do, and the one thing I will always do, and value more than anything, more than email marketing, more than SMS texting, more than any form of marketing you can do, is word of mouth. And we have some killer word of mouth here. And it's because the power of the products and the way that I value the community. And um, I think it's, you know, part of my millennial sauce, part of my um, non-traditional business experience and really trying to build a community and not build customers. You know, 
I'm here for the exploration of these molecules. And part of that is an ongoing conversation. How is this working for you? Is it still working? Do we need to change the, you know, infusion? And really the community that I have behind me with Kush Queen, they speak. They know when anything changes in the product. And that kind of connection, it's priceless. And I... I know it's very hard to replicate and I know that I'm in a very unique position, but I really wish larger companies would hear my battle cry. Um, that really nice packaging and very mediocre flower is just not gonna do it in this space. Yeah, well, I, uh, I've i never heard this term millennial sauce, but I quite like it. I like millennial sauce. I, it's been great to sort of talk about your passion history today and the future. And we look forward to this being the first, but not the last time we connect with you and Kush Queen. Well, thank you so much for having me. Great, we'll connect with you down the road. Thanks so much for your time. Definitely, see you guys. Later.